You're listening to the Sweetwater Now News Show. Local news, when you need it, how you need it. Welcome to this week's edition of the Sweetwater Now News Show podcast. Today is Friday, September 15th. I'm Braden Flack, joined by my colleague, uh, Kaylee Hughes. Um, we, we would like to uh, thank our sponsor for this week on the pod, Taco Time, who is uh, combining the best of both worlds, tacos and cheeseburgers. For a limited time, you can get the Taco Cheeseburger. This mouthwatering creation features perfectly seasoned ground beef, Piled high on a fresh bun and topped with mouth-watering cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, and Taco Time's homemade Thousand Island dressing. It's an explosion of flavor in every bite. Try it now at one of three locally owned Taco Time locations today. Kicking off today's podcast, we've got some news to update you on with the former Green River Main Street URA administrator, Jennifer Nicole Melvin, who pleaded not guilty to two felony theft charges during her arraignment in the third district court. Melvin is accused of stealing over $42,900 from the Flaming Gorge Days account and over $34,500 from the Green River URA account. The first count of felony theft is related to alleged unauthorized charges and withdrawals from the Flaming Gorge Days account during Melvin's tenure as the URA administrator uh, during June 2022 to May 2023. Significant discrepancies in the account were noted, with the balance dropping from around 48000 at the end of 2021 to 4000 by the end of 2022. Allegedly, Melvin made numerous ATM transactions and debit card charges, totaling just under $43,000, which led to an overdrawn account. The second count of felony theft involves the URA's Downtown Dollars Program, designed to support local businesses in downtown Green River during the COVID-19 pandemic. Melvin allegedly used this program to make fraudulent payments to a specific business by writing cash on checks instead of downtown dollars, resulting in just under $35,000 from the URA account. The charges carry a possible prison sentence of 10 years and or a fine of $10,000 for each count, potentially totaling a maximum of 20 years in prison and or a $20,000 fine if convicted. A trial date has been scheduled for January 8, 2024 at 9 a.m. and Melvin's bond was set at $75,000 cash or surety, which has already been posted. So we'll of course follow this uh, case and, and trial and, and uh, get you those updates as, uh, as they come in. And uh, we're going to c- kind of continue with the uh, bad news from uh, from the weekend. But, uh, Kaylee, it looks like you've got uh, some Santa Fe updates for us on, on that shooting that happened. An ordinary Saturday at Santa Fe Southwest Grill turned into a frightening ordeal when the shots were fired inside the restaurant. Uh, however, due to the staff's courage and the support of the community, Santa Fe swiftly resumed its operations, even catering an event on the same evening as the active shooter incident. Corey Gardner, one of the Santa Fe owners, uh, was in the back of the restaurant when a man entered and fired several several shots. He immediately recognized the sound as gunshots and realized that they had an active shooter situation on their hands. Despite their prior awareness of potential risks associated with their location near I-80, it was difficult to prepare for such emergency. Fortunately, uh, two managers in training, Thomas Gardner and Robert or Roberto Hernandez took charge to ensure the safety of everyone in the restaurant. Thomas and Roberto quickly responded when they noticed a man with two guns in his belt who appeared agitated. They evacuated staff and customers acting calmly despite the situation's uncertainty. 
Corey and the other staff members eventually learned what had transpired from Thomas and Roberto. The incident involved a man named Ch- James Chadwick Vickers, who had a 38 revolver and a 9mm handgun. The restaurant staff had rarely encountered customers carrying firearms, but Vickers had visibly agitated the waitresses. While the incident was chaotic, the quick thinking and composure of Thomas and Roberto helped everyone escape unharmed. Thankfully, no one sustained gunshot wounds during the ordeal. Over the weekend, Corey and Shane, co-owners of Santa Fe, received an outpouring of support and prayers from the community. Despite an estimated $6,000 loss in sales, Corey emphasized that the safety of their children and customers mattered most, and everything else could be replaced. The building sustained minor damages, including bolt holes and broken glass, but some bolt holes were intentionally left as reminders of the incident. Corey praised the community for their perception that the situation was handled well and highlighted the maturity and bravery displayed by Roberto and Thomas. Santa Fe has since enhanced its security measures to ensure preparedness for any future emergencies. Despite the ordeal, Corey expressed gratitude for the emergency personnel, many of whom had worked at Santa Fe in their youth. The Rock Springs Police Department recommended accommodations for bravery for both Thomas and Roberto, and Mayor Max Mickelson proposed honoring the entire Santa Fe staff at a city council meeting. Craving an action-packed, stack of game-changing, meaty, cheesy sauciness? Taco Time's Taco Cheeseburger. You're welcome. When you know what you want, anytime is Taco Time. And to update you on the flip side of this story with James Chadwick Vickers, uh, he is facing multiple felony charges following the incident where he was accused of firing a gun and faces 10 charges comprom- uh, comprising four felony-level drug possession charges, one misdemeanor possession of marijuana charge, and five misdemeanor charges of reckless endangering. After Vickers was detained, he claimed that he threw the firearms into the building while trying to defend himself against an unidentified man. However, his statements were described as inconsistent and incoherent by officers. Vickers admitted to being a methamphetamine addict and having recently used the drug. He had parked his vehicle across the street from Taco Time and allegedly fired shots at two unidentified men who entered the restaurant with pistols. Upon searching Vickers' vehicle, officers discovered suspected steroids and marijuana following the issuance of a search warrant. The felony drug charges carry a maximum penalty of up to five years in prison and a fine of $10,000 each. The misdemeanor marijuana possession charge can result in imprisonment for up to 12 months and a maximum fine of $1,000, while the reckless endangering charges carry penalties of up to one year in prison and a maximum fine of $750 per charge. And uh, of course, we'll follow this and keep you updated as it uh, moves forward. All right. Uh Moving on with some less terrible news, uh, Sweetwater County School District Number 2 is actively providing trauma-informed support services to 20 students as part of a grant project. Brittany Montgomery, the community project manager, uh, explained that the grant supplements existing mental health services in the community and eliminates potential barriers to care, such as financial constraints, transportation issues, and time constraints. This grant is funded by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration and spans four years with an annual allocation of $970,000. Through this grant, students receive school-based mental health services with parental consent, uh, social-emotional 
education, substance abuse education, violence and bullying prevention, early childhood education, and mental health wellness awareness. The district has set up space in each school building for students to receive services, eliminating the need for transportation. The program started in July and services commenced in early August. Montgomery's next steps involve increasing public awareness of the grant and establishing an advisory committee that supports both Sweetwater County School District Number 2 and Sweetwater County School District Number 1, as these communities share providers. And we've got some notable news to wrap up uh, the podcast with the Wolves tailgate party will take place at 3.30 p.m. at Wolves Stadium parking lot. You can mingle with the Wolves football players, cheer team, dance team, and mascot while enjoying a cheeseburger and throwing some bean bags for uh, cornhole. I almost forgot what that was called. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And don't forget about the Up in Arms gun show that's going on out at the events complex. Uh, You can check out all the latest gear and stock up throughout the entire weekend. And lastly, we are going to put a little bit of a plug in for ourselves here, but uh, you don't want to miss out on the fall vibes that we're going to be throwing and hosting at our third annual Fall into Fall Festival at Bunning Park. We'll have live music, a pumpkin patch, photos, hay rides for the kids, and of course, vendors. So join us on September 23rd from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. for the festival this year. And we'd like to once again thank Taco Time for sponsoring today's podcast. Taco Time is combining the best of both worlds, tacos and cheeseburgers. For a limited time, you can get the Taco Cheeseburger. This mouthwatering creation features perfectly seasoned ground beef piled high on a fresh bun and topped with mouthwatering cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, and Taco Time's homemade Thousand Island dressing. It's an explosion of flavor in every bite. Try it now at one of three locally owned Taco Time locations today. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Sweetwater Now News Show podcast. On behalf of Kaylee Hughes, I'm Braden Flack, and have yourself a wonderful Wyoming weekend.